On this week's episode, we are going to be discussing failure and how it can affect every aspect of you, your life, and your business. You are listening to The Psychic Jam, a podcast that inspires holisticpreneurs like you to gain confidence, to learn, and to listen to your inner voice. Tune in as featured experts of The Psychic Associates discuss heavy and taboo topics, breaking down all the barriers of the realities of working in this industry. I'm Liz Throp, and joining me today are my colleagues Jay Lane and Amber Price. On this episode, we are going to be discussing You Are Not a Failure. It is one of those really difficult things for somebody who's in business to get their head around the concept of failure or fear of failure. So let's start with digging into this topic. Jay, what's your thoughts on this? You know, there are so many different aspects of that fear around failure, especially when it comes to this industry, because you're putting yourself out there, right? And when you're putting yourself out there, sometimes it's a little difficult given certain situations. So for example, I remember years ago, being invited as a special guest to do a one hour event. And I was super excited about it. It was supposed to be a surprise for everybody, which was even a bigger thing for me. So I was super, super happy about it. But when I got there, the entire event had basically, how would I say it? The sound system was failing and the presenters were trying to speak and we had 200 people eating dinner, clinking glasses, you know, utensils and, you know, servers going around serving people, water, coffee, tea, that kind of thing. And these poor presenters were screaming, you know, and everybody was just kind of, you know, clapping here and there. Some people trying to listen. Some people went to the front to stand up to try to hear But the sound system, unfortunately, was just not working. They took a pause. They tried to repair it. It wasn't being repaired. They decided to just continue on with the event. And lo and behold, they announced me. So here I am going out into the crowd, trying to talk into a microphone that could barely, you know, you could barely hear a mouse talk out of. And people were just talking. And in that moment, you suddenly realize, oh my God, nobody's paying attention. And it's not because you want the attention. It's that you're there to do a job. You're there as a guest. You want to entertain people, but there's no sound. Nobody can hear you. And so I had to regroup myself and say, okay, you know what? I know the messages I'm giving are are really great, but how do you concentrate in that kind of noise as a psychic medium? How do you concentrate with all that buzz and clinking and everything? So I did what I had to do with a great big smile. I thanked people just as though, you know, they can hear me and off I went. And then the poor lady after me had to play guitar and sing a song. And after two songs got up and walked out. So the thing is, it can be very fearful. You know, you're going to events and a lot of you who are, you know, in this industry, you're going to go to events, but you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to have someone in the crowd giving you a difficult time. You don't know if your sound system is going to fail, make sure it works, but things happen. Even in between, make sure you have a backup plan, 
you know? And, and the thing is, it, it, it not only happens at events, but I've also had a friend, a very good friend of mine, who's an amazing psychic medium. She's been working in the industry for over 20 years. And she recently had something happen to her where I guess the way she communicated something to somebody didn't quite come out the way she wanted it to. And she was ridiculed as a result of it on social media. And so the thing is, she immediately called me and said, I'm quitting. I said, what are you doing? What are you talking about? You're quitting. Well, I'm quitting my job. I'm, I'm going to go to the real world. I'm going to start working with real people. I'm done with this business. And I said, listen, <laughs> do you know how many people you have helped in this lifetime? Do you realize? Oh, I know that. But you know what social media is like now? You know what people are like now? People are all talking. So the thing is, my advice was to her it was to turn off the notifications and put it aside, you know, so and to move on out of her fear and to make her realize that really her gift to others was what she did every single day. Now, she did take a little bit of a break and she's just returned recently but I still find her a little bit apprehensive. It takes a bit of time, especially when you're putting yourself out there as a light worker, you know, to gain that confidence. And if you're not confident, I don't know. What do you think, Amber? Oh my goodness. I cannot even imagine what you had to go through that day, Jay. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Because for me and for most energetically sensitive people, the, the noise is already a factor, right? So you already get like, okay, anxious or have too much overload with energy. And then to know you have to like extend your voice and to have that go on, it definitely interferes with how you're receiving information. And yeah, oh my goodness, the woman that, that decided she wanted to quit and leave because of all of this stuff, like, I, you know, I've seen all of those things and I can feel for every person. And I mean, let's face it, we're in an industry that I'm pretty sure at any point of anybody's journey, you thought, okay, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> you know, I am not putting myself out there. I am not doing this anymore. Um, but if you actually stand back and think about that for a minute, there's not one moment in anybody's life that there wouldn't have been that thought that passed through, whether it was at their other employment or in a relationship or showing up on a sports team, you know, doing public speaking in grade school. There's all these moments that we're faced with and they could be fearful in a relationship where you have to be vulnerable or yeah, you know, just putting yourself out there in front of classmates to tell what your thoughts are, how you understood the information and processed it. So, so I always kind of think about that when I'm in this space, because this is something that authentically comes to me. And I think that's, that's what I do to ground myself. So in the moment where I think, okay, this person that I'm speaking to, whether it's coaching or psychic medium, what, whatever, and they're not like understanding what it is I'm saying. I used to, at the very beginning of my journey, think I had to have all the answers in that first moment, like right away. And I thought that's how it worked was that, well, if I'm getting this information, then it must be being all put together and crafted up for a message and that the person would have clear understanding of this message. 
So I had a lot of fear of failure around that when somebody said, I don't, I I can't place this or I don't know, or, you know, Um, and that's actually two sessions happened that way where I felt so nervous about, am I going to get them to understand what I'm saying? Am I going to be able to explain it properly? And after those two little hours, I decided from then on, I was putting that away. Because if I was going to show up here and I'm going to do this because I had already promised the universe I was going to show up for them and I was going to work and I was going to do what my soul plan was. And I I remember and it's all coming together. (laughs) And here I am. I had to get out of my head. And how I got out of my head was when I wake up every morning, I say, you know, I accept my life's purpose. I embody what it means to be giving light and sharing love and teaching and, uh, you know, giving the understanding and motivation around energy that helped me get up in the morning and get my day going. But then as you start to get closer to, you know, having a client, you start to think, okay, what am I getting? And here's what I understood. I mistook the energy of the other person getting ready and nervous and anxious and the, the spiritual energy coming through as nerves. And I kept thinking, I was like, why am I going back and forth? I'm not, a, I'm not fearful to communicate with someone. I love talking to people. I'm the person in the grocery store. That's like, Oh, Hey, look, like, I love your baby. Great shoes. Like, Oh, you know, like little chit chat. I don't care. I, I, I'll go out there and I'll talk to anybody for anything. So I knew it wasn't that, that I would, that was holding me back, but in the same breath, I'm like, my body feels like I'm under attack. Like, you know how you feel like you're, you're in this fear mode, like your hands start sweating and your body, my body wasn't shaking, but it felt like kind of like a tremor through the whole thing. So I was like, I can't, I can't do this work every day. I, I chose to get into this industry because I was sick physically, mentally, emotionally working against my life's purpose. So now I'm here doing my purpose and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't get out of this feeling. So I started to reflect a lot and I always came back to my authentic purpose. Okay, Amber, what is your purpose here? What are you supposed to be doing? And do you believe wholeheartedly that what you're being guided to say is what you're supposed to say? Yes, 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 right? So then I got that done. And then I would do meditations and I would reflect or I'd go for my drives and I would start to ask for signs and symbols and things. And then I got really super smart and said, you know, if this is not my energy, please remove it until I'm in front of the person that is, you know, responsible for this energy. So if I was having a client at five o'clock, I wasn't getting that overwhelming energy from them at six o'clock the night before or seven o'clock in the morning. So that helped a lot because that feeling that I thought was fear or nerves actually went away because I'm in control of my energy. I'm in control of who comes into my aura. So, so for me, I feel like, you know, there's the two things be authentic with what it is you're doing and ground yourself back to that. Do it 10 times a day. If you need to remind yourself, what are you doing? And do you believe this is right? And if so go, and then don't look back because what you've put out there, even if they don't understand it in that moment, they will. And that's why I started doing teaching in my sessions. Almost every single session from that second time I've done it on included teaching around energy so that the clients that sat in front of me, 
didn't think they needed to start, start talking to their loved ones three days before saying, go see Amber, go see Amber, go see, because that's what people think they need to do is talk to their loved ones or their guides and say, go to this person and make sure you're there. Well, meanwhile, I'm having a nervous breakdown over here with overload energy because I'm like getting inundated. So I started teaching. You don't need to do that. Simply having the intention and showing up is all you need to do. And we will do the rest. We have to trust and have faith that who's here for you will come through. And what you don't understand today will make sense because it's, it's a collapse of time. There is no time in the spiritual realm. So you don't need to have it figured out today. And you don't need to have fear that you're going to be a failure because you don't have it all figured out. What you do is you teach yourself, you learn about yourself, and then you teach the people that you're working with. And so get out of your own way, I would say, right? Right, Liz? (laughs) Get out of your own way. You know, you just brilliantly described exactly what a majority of us go through on a day-to-day business in this industry. So thank you for that, Amber, because you did a great job describing that. Oh, you're welcome. Because it's true, right? Like, and nobody knows that each one of us is going through that until you, until you actually talk about it. Oh, so true. So true. So, you know, I... One of the things I think that um, I can bring to the table on this topic is, you know, you kind of alluded to it where, you know, you'd have the, the pause or the, I'm, that I'm not connecting with that. When you're, when you're connecting with clients, the, the worst uh, failures I've ever felt or, or extreme failures that I ever felt was when I was doing like live work. So in front of an audience and you hear the no, <laughs> you know, we've all been there. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my God, Mike, give me a big hole and let me step into that hole right now so that the rest of the world doesn't see me because this is mortifying that I remember the first no. And I was just like, what? And I I'm constantly in, I'm in, I'm in constant uh, conversation with the spirit who's going, no, they're wrong. I'm like, this is what I'm describing myself. How are it was a girlfriend for a guy it was a guy's girlfriend, but, but he's like, no, I never had a girlfriend. And, and I can't remember her name now, but I even got a name, which was, you know, rare for me. I don't often get names. So when I got the name, I was like, this is messed up. Why is he not owning her? And he just wouldn't take ownership. And so I just, I, I remember that mortifying feeling. Well, at the end of the whole event, doesn't the guy come up to me and goes, oh my God, that was my first girlfriend. <laughs> And I'm like, well, thank you for clarifying it now. But like in my head, my ego was going, but the whole audience heard you say no. And they think I'm terrible. And I had this like profound conversation. Actually, I think it kind of went something like yelling and screaming at my guides on the way home in the car going like, what the F balls was that? That was awful. I can't believe you put me through this. So the fear of failure after that, I was like really hesitant about going back on stage for that reason. And, you know, I had to prime myself and recognize like through the, 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 the teachings of my guides was, it's not about you, Liz, like we need to get you out of your own way here. It's never been about you. It, you know, your ego is going to survive this people, people are going to know you're still good. That moment needed to take place for that reason to open the room for that guy and that situation, it, it was bigger, had bigger implications than you realized. Well, didn't I end up teaching a bunch of people that were up and coming psychics 
about just that topic, failure and fear of failure and fear of what will happen. I literally felt like I was a broken psychic. That's the best way to describe it. I was convinced I was broken and I had to go through that moment to experience that moment so that I knew that I wasn't breakable. And I think this is something a lot of us kind of struggle with, you know, you know, is this going to go away one day? Am I going to just be like working with a client and it's just gone? Like, is that, does that happen? Um, This was a big challenge for me. So, you know, when we pull ourselves out of that victim mode, which was exactly where I went on that stage, that very fateful night, um, and, and realize that the, that the picture is much bigger and broader than what we intend, like we see in the moment, we can get ourselves back up, put our big girl pants on and get back out there. Now I'm, I'm, I, I still have, I don't know, I, I've always had a fear of the stage on any level, regardless, and it wouldn't matter if I was doing psychic work or introducing somebody for something, it wouldn't matter, still have a, a, like a level of fear there. But it, at the end of the day, it's um, it's one of those things I step into, and I, I I encourage all of you that are having fears on whatever level it is, and it doesn't matter. Like Amber said, it may not be connected to the psychic work or the mediumship work. It might be connected to another job or a family thing or whatever it is. Step into your fears because. Ever since I started doing that, made that pact with myself that I'm going to anything that scares me, I'm going to do, I'm just going to do it. And that's the motto I have kind of just do it, the, the Nike motto. I have discovered that, yeah, nothing is really as scary as it, as it initially, I thought it was. And, and I'm so proud and, uh, and, you know, courageous now. I, I know I can achieve and do anything. I know that nothing can stop me. You know, I, you're so right, Liz, but you know, I've had that experience too, where someone said no, but they rushed to me afterwards to say yes, but I didn't want to say anything in front of someone. So the thing is, I chalk it up to that. But with me, I totally understand because I left that show, although it wasn't my failure, I left that show feeling like I had failed a lot of people. And that perhaps, you know, people would remember that evening, like that, and with me in it, but I wasn't responsible for that evening. You know what I mean? I, I was just part of that event or part of that venue. So you have to shake it off. You have to, you know, and I had to do the same. I had to say, okay, you know what? I got my validation, even if it's after the show and nobody heard it, but that's what I go in with because a lot of people are nervous. A lot of people don't know what to say or don't want to say anything, or I'll call you first thing Monday morning and say, Oh, my God, remember the show when you said this? And it's like, Oh, my God, I don't remember yesterday. I'm so sorry. But that's what I had to say, Liz. But that was really awesome. I totally relate to that. Amber, can you relate to that too? It's so true. Um, And that's something I still feel success at the end of those moments, because sometimes it takes that ego to come down, or, you know, that mind block. What I've noticed is, whether we, whether everyone in the crowd says yes or no, because you can just be in front of one person. I've had where two people have come and someone was going, no, no, like, no, I don't think that none of that's resonating. And my answer to that is okay. 
It may not right now because we are ex exchanging energy. There's a lot of stuff going on. It can feel like you're in a time warp with, you know, your mind gone blank. So take it back, take it back with you, let sit on it, you know, and then there's been times where more times than I can count where someone has emailed, like you're saying later and said, okay, so I'm just going to tell you or, or tell me to my face, email, tell me to my face, whatever. I left thinking, telling everyone like this woman is crazy. Like there is no way that what was coming through would have made any sense to me. And then I was talking to my mom or to my husband or to my neighbor or whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden they were like, of course, of course, this has to do with me or this. Uh, why don't you remember that or whatever it was? But I love that they will come back and say, oh, my goodness, because there's another you know, misconception of. I'm only going to get for me. So why would I expect a message, you know, from my mom or something my mom would understand when I'm the one sitting in front of you? Well, yet again, how I explain that is it's part of your soul family. So you might have a message because they are part of your existence and they are, you do care about these people. So, you know, you might get something from them that makes sense to them and not you. And a lot of times that happens and I just let people know it's normal, but I really do appreciate just like you ladies that someone will say later, you know, I'm, you know, I'm an introvert and I didn't want to stand up in front of everybody and say, this was, a, this was me because it's embarrassing or because it took me a long time to, to swallow that and walk with it. And so, and the other part is the collective messaging, right? The fear of just getting something where someone says, that's pretty generic. I mean, that could fit anybody in here. And, you know, my answer to that is you're right because it does. And that's exactly what it's meant to do. You all have purchased a ticket or you all have come to this, you know, free event or you've all shown up to this place at the same date, the same time. None of you are related. You all just got here because you're all supposed to be hearing a collective message. So sometimes you might get something where someone says, not even know, but, oh, that's pretty generic. I, you know, I can probably apply that to anybody in here. And, and that's true. And, and you're right, because that's what it's meant to do. So, so yeah, there's all those things, but it's nice later when it comes back and you're able to kind of understand it. And again, just back with the groundedness of what are we doing here? Because we're only the mediums, we're only the psychics, we're only the deliverers of messages. And we have to remember that we're not in control. We can't outline how people experience things. We're part of those people's experiences. And we have to trust that the universe and whoever's communicating through us to them is doing what is the best for them. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. You know, one of the things I, I've discovered, like along my own journey, and I know we've talked about how, you know, when failure hits us, it can make us feel like, like Jay's friend and she just wants to quit. But you know what I've discovered that, cause I've had those moments too, not going to lie, um, where I've just been, you know, at this point where it's like, you know, is this even worth it? Um, just because it's too daunting or, or overwhelming at some points. And I can tell you that one thing that is for sure is that spirit will go out of its way to prove to you how you need to maintain in this business, how you need to stay here. Spirit will start to show up. You'll start to get 
inundated with compliments from people out of the woodwork. Last year or five years ago, you did a reading for me, Liz. And I just need you to know that everything you said was 100% accurate. And, and I just, I couldn't have done it without you. And it's amazing and epic to me. And I always get a giggle when they do that. Like you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Where it's just, it's just epic. So, you know, you may think you want to leave, but they're, they're working with us. They're making sure that we are cared for and, and, you know, they're not overwhelming us. And, you know, we do sometimes need to take a step back or a break and that's okay. But at the end of the day, we cannot let failure stop us in our tracks and we have to step into it. Failure is literally just a lesson. That's all it is folks. And so on that note, I'm going to wrap this episode up and remind everybody if, if you have been struggling with any of the topics we've discussed here today, please visit our website, www.thepsychicassociates.com to get the support you deserve. Take care, everyone.